So um, we've been with Rebecca, some of us, this weekend, and it is um, so wonderful to be able to introduce her tonight. It has, was a very powerful weekend. Things like gracious, wise, kind, genuine, sense of humor, um, and the list goes on. For me, I thought the retreat was a heart, mind, and body connection, very powerfully. And uh, we practiced metta throughout the weekend, and then we moved on to some discussion and practice of the Brahma Viharas in general. And uh, I think we're continuing with compassion tonight. Um, one of the things at the retreat that was... Um, uh, very powerful for me personally and for some other people I've talked to were the discussion about karmic knots and how we get ourselves stuck in a place. And that was a very rich uh, experience, the discussion of the karmic knots. Um, one of the things, another thing that Re Rebecca does is she connects everything to the existing world. So Pine Lake is a beautiful place, and we heard uh, her discussion about walking around the lake. So, and she did one of the meditations down on the beach that was very special. So it's like we felt enfolded in the beauty of Pine Lake during the retreat. Um, so all of her talks from this weekend will be on our website within about a week. You can go look for them. And she's also going to be talking um, in February west of Minneapolis. And as that comes out in the news, uh, it will be posted on our website. So look for it. She is um, a very well-known teacher, so we're very lucky to have her here and hoping maybe she likes us enough that she'll come back. I don't know. Um, She's a member of the uh, Guiding Teacher at Insight Meditation. She's also involved in the racial pro uh, justice program there, and she's on the board there. Um, she also teaches uh, in the teacher training program there. She does three months parts of three months retreats, and I love the fact she also teaches in Spanish. Um, and she speaks slow enough that I can usually follow you. <laughs> My Spanish has deteriorated in recent years. Um, another powerful thing about this weekend was our uh, ending circle. We had a longer time than usual in circle. And many of the questions were profound questions that came up. And we ended on a powerful note about talking about racial justice and also the feminine influence uh, or her feminine perspective on the Dharma. Um, both of those discussions at the end of the retreat were um, just lovely. So it was a wonderful retreat. It's a joy to have her here. She is a generous teacher that travels all over, I don't, all over the United States. I mean, I heard about Minneapolis and Minnesota and Oregon and Colorado and New Mexico and that's all I can remember right now. Um, she comes here uh, on her, out of her goodness and generosity of her own big heart. 
So we pay for her expenses to come here, and that's it. There's a Donna basket um, back on the chair. Um, raise your hand. It's right there. So if you ha are willing and could to support her in her ongoing generous practice, that would be gratefully appreciated. So I'm going to read one eight-line poem, and then I'll be done. The way it is. One morning, you might wake up to realize that, not, that the knot in your stomach has loosened itself and slipped away. And the pit of unfilled longing in your heart has gradually, and sometimes without really noticing, been filled in, patched like a pothole, not quite the same as it was, but good enough. And in that moment, it might occur to you that your life, though not the way you had planned it, and maybe not entirely the way you wanted it, is nonetheless persistently, abundantly, miraculously, exactly the way it is. That's by Lynn Unger. Thank you, Claire. Can you guys hear me all right? Is this good? It's, now it's loud. Is it too loud? No. Well, I hope I can live up to that introduction. I'm feeling a little pressure. <laughs> it's good to be here. As I told the group this weekend, um, I went to school here and graduated 36 years ago and haven't been back since. I got a little tour today. It's not like it was 36 years ago. <laughs> Um, but it's fun. it's fun. It's fun to be back. I'm originally from Minnesota, so nearby. Um, it feels like being in familiar territory, so thank you for having me here. So tonight's talk is on um, compassion. And for the meditation, uh, well, first of all, is there anybody who's new to meditation here tonight? Not to put you on the spot, but no, okay. So I'm just going to suggest a kind of um, orientation in the meditation, an orientation towards compassion. So basically, if uh, in your practice something comes up that feels disagreeable or difficult or unpleasant or suffering, really pay attention to how you're relating to that experience and see if the mindfulness or the awareness can have some flavor of warmth. Warmth is one of the aspects of compassion. Is there some way that you can touch that experience that feels um, at least a little bit softer than maybe our usual response? Our usual response to unpleasantness or suffering is to brace ourselves right against it aversion of various sorts. And so the practice is to see if there's some way to just um, soften that even just a little bit. And com that's compassion. Compassion is that softening in the face of suffering. Warmth and suffering. Warmth and softening. I said this weekend that you can imagine maybe it's like cotton balls touching the suffering with cotton balls if that kind of imagery works for you. 
So it's like infusing the mindfulness with care. They become inseparable at a certain point. Yeah, I think that's enough. I might think of something else to say while we're sitting, but I think that will be good. And I'll just say a few words to settle us in. So taking a posture that feels both alert and curious and relaxed and settled. So a combination of alertness and settledness. Alertness and relaxation. Sometimes I even scan from the top of the head down, just seeing if there's any place with excess tension that you might want to invite to let go. Perhaps widening the forehead. Allowing the eyes to soften. Allowing the jaw to relax. The neck to lengthen by just tucking the chin just ever so slightly. You can feel the neck lengthen and that actually is how it relaxes. And the shoulders widen. The chest and abdomen soften. Just an invitation and then what happens, happens. The lower back to drop towards the floor, the earth. Feeling the contact with a cushion or chair and the floor, the earth. Allowing yourself to be supported and held by the earth. Knowing that you can relax into your experience right now and right here. body and the hands touching, this is our home, our body is our home, our home on this planet. And perhaps you feel the movement of the breath. So we have this home base of the breath, or if the breath isn't comfortable, the whole body sitting, hands touching. 
buttocks on the cushion or chair. And then other experiences of life arise, hearing or other body sensations or thinking our emotions. And these are acknowledged and included. We become intimate with life through our embodied experience. learning how to meet all the manifestations of life with mindfulness and kindness. That's the practice. not always like that. Sometimes we meet life with hardness. We can notice that and see if there's any room to soften. As we said on the retreat, learning to cooperate with reality. This is the way things are right now. base when we need steadying, the breath or the body, investigation when other experiences arise and call our attention. So flowing between those two. This is the way things are right now. <laughs> 